Welcome to Living Light Radio with your host, Ranbir Poir. That's me, where we'll give you a dose of inspiration, application, and adaptation every single week so you can embrace the light of your life and live the life of your dreams. I hope you'll join us every Friday. Welcome back. This week, I'd like to talk to you about settling. Don't settle for less than you deserve. You hear it so often, that statement, that phrase, that it kind of makes your skin crawl just a little bit, doesn't it? The phrase sounds good in the beginning, but after a while and after seeing thousands of posts and images, you know, all about why you shouldn't settle, reminding you not to settle, you just start to ignore it, ignore the idea, and you still settle. Why? Why do we do that? Well, I think it might be because you're not being asked to dive into why you settle when you wish you didn't. And the reality is it says sometimes you do need to settle because meeting halfway is part of healthy relationships. That's why on this journey to help you learn to like yourself and your life, I'd like to have a balanced conversation on settling because sometimes settling is a way of accepting and releasing while other times by settling, you're simply deciding to accept less than you truly dream of less than you're worth. I think it's okay to settle when you're meeting in the middle with someone you care about. You've invested time and energy into a relationship So knowing when to settle is important. Knowing which battles you want to go all out for, though, equally important. Because passion, beautiful thing, my friends, as long as it's exercised respectfully. But, you know, there's other times you could settle if business, um, you know, contractual matters, you know, those are the most common places we hear of the term settling. And uh, that's important because sometimes you need to end something and release it from your space so you can start again, start fresh, start new. So sometimes settling is the way to create freedom for yourself, ironically. (laughs) But when you become a habitual settler (laughs) and settling for less than your ideal goal or dream, then you have a challenge on your hands. From my observation, people just don't settle as step number one. Settling usually happens after you have repeatedly felt overwhelmed and or defeated. So you learn to simply give up. In a way, that's what settling is. Giving up or giving in. Sometimes you can give in to people and sometimes it's to circumstances. Settling then becomes a habit. When you settle, you begin to care less about your deepest desires because the pursuit feels hopeless. Caring less about the life you dream about living makes you care less about the life you currently have because you feel down. Humans tend to live in a constant pursuit of the next big win. This, you know, used to be part of our survival instinct. You had to focus on the next kill or risk dying yourself. Humans faced real physical threats in that time. But today, much of our stress is 
based on perceived threats to our lifestyle or mental well-being. Our bodies are okay, generally speaking. The question then becomes, how can you learn to identify when settling is okay and when is it destructive? So I thought I'd share top, my top sort of five signs that may be able to help you identify if you settle when maybe you shouldn't be settling. So just something to look out for a little filter system, right? Number one is that you feel regret and frequently. This used to be a huge one for me. I would settle for less than I wanted so I wouldn't rock the boat in my relationships, but then I would regret it. I would replay the scenario in my mind over and over and over and over again. The shoulda, coulda, woulda dialogue but you know what? It would go on for weeks and sometimes months and sometimes for years. I just couldn't let it go. I didn't understand how to let regret go. And I tried to, you know, kid myself to say, oh, I use it as my fuel, but really it was quite draining. Number two, you don't start. You plan, but don't execute because you create delays. Your focus is more like the, when X happens, then I will do Y. You've got the best of intentions and you're trying to plan ahead. I understand that, but there's a good chance you're afraid of starting because you're afraid of failing. Because if you fail, you think you couldn't manage it. But more importantly, if you fail, you think your dream, your big dream will die. And then what will you have left? Number three, you're indifferent. You know, hmm, indifference is one of the critical factors in things ending from relationships to businesses. When you're indifferent, you're essentially flatlining. You've lost drive and passion. You don't care what happens. And guess what? Indifference is not, not your natural state. Indifference is a big red flag that needs to be addressed as soon as possible because every single person has deep desires. And I've never met someone whose deep desire is to be a doormat or to be cold as ice. Have you? Those are just conditioned responses. Number four. Hmm, you're playing small. You don't want to let yourself picture your big dreams because you feel that they are unrealistic. You know what? Truth is, some of them are. Like winning the lotto. I don't know how many tickets I bought the last few weeks to try to win the big jackpot. $70 million or something like that here in Canada. Um, but anyway, so some of those dreams, yeah, you betcha, they're unrealistic. But when we're talking about our deepest desires, they come from a place within your spirit. And your spirit knows that you can achieve that dream. Otherwise, the chances of you dreaming about it are really slim. So that calling, it's yours. And it's the path your soul knows you can walk with grace. It may not be easy to align with that big vision because it takes risk. It requires you to have courage. And I'm saying courage doesn't mean being fearless. That's not what I think courage means. Courage means feeling afraid and still taking the next best step forward. Don't, don't 
be afraid to let your big dreams awaken or reawaken. Number five, you're successful, but not fulfilled. Now, this one is a bit more complicated because of, you know, the belief systems we have as a society. There's a general consensus that if you have money or a marriage or kids or whatever, fill in the blank, that you must be happy, right? We, we just assume that. But that couldn't be further from the truth. And there's lots of studies that focus on just that. So many of you that are successful, not, are, but not fulfilled, it's because you're out of alignment with your inner self. You know, you have the foundation in place. So you just have to fine tune a little bit so you can hear your inner guidance to get a better understanding of what will fill your heart and spirit as much as your bank account, for example. So that is important not to settle in that as well. You shouldn't settle on feeling fulfilled or a lack of fulfillment. You should be fulfilled. It's important. Guess what else happens when we begin to settle for less in one area of our lives? It tends to bleed into the other areas too, creating mental clutter and general life dissatisfaction. But you can change this habit of settling, or at least I think so. I have created a worksheet for you that you can download. Just go to the show notes and it'll take you to the page where you can download it. Well, you can go to the show notes and then at the bottom, you'll be able to get the link to the worksheet. And it's designed to help you create awareness of how, where, when that you're settling for less in your life. So number one, part one is going to be a brainstorm. Please do not turn this into a to-do list. Simply write and release. Think of this as an opportunity to vent safely and privately. And if you're not sure you know when you're settling for less, because that does happen to people, people do become numb to it, then focus on what drains your physical, emotional, or spiritual energy. You know, sometimes it just drains you. Or you can think about what makes you feel as though you're walking through mud or makes you feel like you're swimming against the current. Sometimes it's what really makes you angry, you know, gets your blood boiling. And then it could also be what you feel slows you down. So feel free in part one, please write as many items as you need. It's super important to do the mind dump. When you're brainstorming, when you're doing this type of release, never edit. Don't go back and say, I shouldn't have said that. You know what? Say it. Get it out. <laughs> Get it out. Better out than in. And then part two, you're going to pick one. The last step is to pick one item off of that brainstorming list and focus on it for the next week. Just the one thing. Observe how it impacts your day-to-day -day life. How does it make you feel? If you could change it, what would you do? And why would you do it? And then think about what decisive action you're going to take and by what date to create that change. And I tell you, it doesn't matter how tempted you feel. Do not pick more than one area to focus on ever. Contrary to popular belief, multitasking isn't really that good for you. And it doesn't produce the results you crave. The single-minded focus will give you all that you want and more. So don't wait. Go right away to the show notes, download your worksheet and get started today. Make sure that if you, make sure you know 
that if you need support along the way that you can just quickly book a free 30 minute consult with me. Uh, It's always available. And uh, you can get that in the show notes as well. But just think, you know, what do you tolerate or settle for, but you'd rather let go of? Important conversation today and an important thing to dive into so you can sort of get your wheels turning and start releasing yourself. So go check out the show notes and I look forward to seeing you here next week. And if you can do me a favor, you know, this, this is a small business. And if you can please share this podcast with your friends and family, it really helps things go a long way for me and our little business here. And the other thing I'd love to ask you to do is if you could leave a positive review for the podcast, that also helps tremendously. I'm so grateful that you spent this past 12 minutes or so with me. I am lucky and blessed to have you in my community because, you know, I don't know what I would do without you. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for tuning in today. Please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast and to visit our site, www.freewithin.me. Talk to you next week.